Welcome to Inspired Insights, where we share our conversations with industry experts as we give insight into workforce trends and changes impacting HR and financial professionals. We will cover everything from employee engagement to compliance and regulations impacting your workforce success. Welcome to the Inspired Insights Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Gorman. I'm a sales and marketing professional with over 20 years of working and leading sales teams in the human capital management space. And normally I'm joined by my co-host, Jeff McEwen, but today I'm riding solo with Scott Johnson, business development executive with Zayzoon. And we're super excited to have Scott on the show. TruePay has recently partnered with Zayzoon, and we're super excited about the partnership and wanted to have Scott on to talk about financial wellness today. So welcome to the show, Scott. And to kind of kick us off, I wouldn't mind to have you start by telling us and telling our audience who's Scott Johnson and and what do you do for Zayzoon? Awesome. Hey, Brian. Well, it is a true pleasure to be here with you today. I truly appreciate not only you for the invitation coming on the podcast, but also TruePay, right, for the partnership that we have. We are super excited, as you mentioned, right, the getting together and really taking early wage access out to the employees where it belongs. Mm. But a little bit about me, Brian, I'm, yeah, I'm business development executive over here at Zayzoon. I've been here about six months, right? Short tenure here over at Zayzoon. However, I've been in the payroll, workforce management, and payments space for the past 15 years. So I mm. kind of cut my teeth, as a lot of folks in payroll do, at Big Red ADP. Mm-hmm. I met some great people some very smart people that also introduced me into the independent payroll world, right? That that network of accountants and independent payroll providers across the country that are out there providing workforce management solutions to SMBs and enterprise across the country. In this space, right, I've just, again, re- created a great network and just learned so much. And my focus over here at Zayzoon is helping mm-hmm. our independent payroll partners to really Uh, see the value in on-demand pay and early wage access, Brian, and find really efficient and effective ways to deliver that to their employer clients, and most importantly, again, employees. No, absolutely. And super excited, again, about the partnership with Zayzoon. So maybe, Scott, talk about who Zayzoon is and maybe tell the Zayzoon story, if you would. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I mean, to start off, we're a software-based fintech, right? And and those that aren't familiar with the fintech, which majority of people are today, right, is the, the mashup of finance and technology. So mm-hmm. we've taken the two, mashed them up to create a solution. And our mission is to help employees gain financial independence and really avoid predatory lending practices with the goal to provide all employees with financial flexibility as a standard voluntary benefit offered by all employers, right? So our our goal is to get on-demand pay in the hands of every SMB business we can so that they can deliver that to their end employees. It started really the they zoom with the vision of our founders, Tate and Darcy, just looking at, right, I think again, predatory lending. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at that space. I sit in, actually sit in New York, Brian. I know that payday loans have kind of been kiboshed here. New yeah. York's done a great job, but you know, across the country, payday loan shops are still out there. And last I looked, I want to say there, there are more payday loan shops than there are McDonald's. And with that, right, that wow. really gets yeah employees into 
a very predatory cycle of trying to make ends meet. High interest rates, right? You know, from one paycheck to the next, if they get those payday loans, it really puts them in a really bad financial situation. So you, you think about how Uber disrupted the taxi cab space, right? You can look at Zayzoom really putting to bed payday loan shops and predatory lending. And so, so that's really, you know, how we got started. And again, our mission, right, is to, to get early wage access in the hands of all employees across the United States. No, that's so, that's so important and love what you guys do and what you guys bring to the market. And maybe talk a little bit, Scott, about financial wellness. I know that I was just at the HR Indiana conference this past week, and, and we talked before we went and started to record here about employee engagement and just how important it is right now and in, in, in the industry and being in a kind of an employee's market out there right now. But you know, companies that have the tools to engage the employees are getting ahead. And I think that maybe, it could be a two-part question, but maybe start mm-hmm. with, you know, describing financial wellness. Yep. And then maybe as a part two, you know, how does that fit into employee engagement? Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, so we're, we're certainly seeing that too. I mean, when you talk about em- employees market, it, it really is. And I think the great resignation, right, as they called it, is a, is a very telling sign of that. But we see, you know, earned wage access is really a game changer for the more than 78% of Americans that are living paycheck to paycheck. And I think when you talk about financial wellness, Brian, you know, what it is from the research that we continue to do, the reality that we're seeing is, you know, 50% of Americans don't have 500 bucks to cover an unexpected expense, right? Sure. So we also did talk about what is financial wellness. We did a survey of our customers and asked them, you know, what their top financial goals are. You want to take a, a stab at what the number one goal was? Uh, retirement. <laughs> safer retirement or safer kids college. Wow. That those are those are two that are top of mind for me with a 13-year-old I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. But no, look, our our customers paying their bills was Mm. the number one priority. And then number two was making rent. So I think as you talk about retirement in college, right, there's a big gap between, right, retirement in college and just paying your bills as a priority and making rent, right? So when you think about financial wellness, right, as as I do sitting in the seat that I sit, you know, I think it's simply like healthy finances, right? Where, where you feel prepared to handle any financial crisis, maybe, you know, are in control of paying off debt, you know, you know what's coming in, you know what's going out, and you don't feel stressed over your financial situation, regardless of the income that you make. But then I also think financial wellness is, is a mindset, right? It, it recognizes money is not an end destination, meaning the end goal isn't just to make a lot of it. Instead, Money is a tool we use to live our happiest, healthiest, and best lives possible. And right with our mission of providing a responsible financial solution for employees, you know, we are looking to, you know, right, not only give them access to their funds, but we're, we also have a mission of education on financial wellness and then financial literacy also, right? Because those two are key in order to shifting the mindset of how we value money and, and how we use that money. Mm. No, you, that's you, super important. 
Yeah, yeah. And and I think you, you, you talked about part two. Give me that question again, bro. I think you talked about uh, retaining or attracting employees. Yeah, like because I, mean, I mentioned with the uh, a lot of companies I ran into this past week talking about really employee engagement and maybe how, the, you know, the Zazoom product or the fintech world, you know, how does that fit into employee engagement, even for, for retention, right? And for recruiting and retention, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I mean, you know, I, I often say to myself, our, our product really just has a trickle-down effect, right? An on-demand pay is a trickle-down. There's there's so much value to the, you know, we integrate at the payroll level, so the administration of the product is seamless. It's hands-off for the, the payroll partner. It, it really provides a value add for their client, right? You're a thought leader when you take this solution to your clients. Um, and then I think to your specifically to your point, Brian, which is so valuable, is the benefit that you know on-demand pay can provide to an employer. And I think when you look at you know when you talk about attraction, attracting and retaining, you know I think about you know how fintech fits into that space. And and I think the trend that I'm seeing is employee health and well-being, or the intersection of right financial wellness and mental health awareness. Right? I mean. We went through COVID. We heard about all the challenges as business owners that they have. And I Mm -hmm. think, you know, you talk about a business has to some, I think they we're we're resetting, looking at what, you know, what's our most valuable asset as a, as a company, which is our employees. Right. Right. So when, when you flip that and you think that way, you know, this intersection of financial wellness and mental health is a way, you know, to your point to attract and retain employees. More research that we've done, we've seen that, you know, 68% of employees feel that, you know, personal financial issues affect their health, right? And this could be manifested, I think, in in many different ways, you know, depression, anxiety, headaches, whatever it may be. But as we continue again, right, to navigate through the residual effects of COVID and have seen an increased interest in mental health, I think the employers are being forced for those that, you know, maybe air quotes hard-headed, Brian, and not forward-thinking, but those that are forward-thinking are recognizing, right, that we need to support our most valued asset, which is our employees. So when we see that with early wage access, businesses are seeing a 29% reduction in turnover for employees using wages on demand. And then we're also recognizing a 5% reduction in hiring costs, right? There is real value when a business really looks to offer this voluntary benefit to their employees. Mm. No, absolutely. What do you think HR directors can really do right now for the employees to positively impact the financial well-being of their organization? Because I'm I'm wondering, like, maybe organizations that can offer financial wellness classes or, Mm. you know, Mm. bring in financial advisors possibly or something like, I mean, there could be additional cost structure around that. But you know, yeah. maybe talk about what HR directors can do maybe proactively to start the conversation, right? Yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I mean I think those two are that you mentioned are, you know, very easy lifts. And I think to your point, that don't cost a lot. I'm a big believer in education. It's all about education and it's all about repeating that education and the value in that to again your workforce. But, you know, I think what can HR directors do right now to impact, you know, the well-being of their organization? Mm -hmm. I think one would probably be competitive pay and benefits, right? You know, you start there. 
to your point, starting the conversation, when you talk about competitive pay and benefits, you know, looking at, you know, aligning that with your DEI initiatives, right? Because mm. the more diverse we are, the more competitive we can be, right? You know, we look at our competition, see what they're paying people as well. So I think competitive pay and benefits is a great place to start and just to see, you know, how you're doing today in 2022. I think I would be remiss if I didn't say adding earned wage access and other financial tools is something that HR directors can do today. When we specifically looked at look at earned wage access, I think you know it does a couple of things, right? It, it supports recruitment. We have great examples of some of our clients that have seen an, an increase in employees accepting and adding scheduled shifts, you know, simply because they can access their pay on a daily basis, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and if they're a business that's struggling with staffing requirements, Earn wage access, I mean, is a great tool to help fill that gap, right? And I think also adding a solution that allows employees to get paid on demand improves retention from multiple ways. You can think about we have clients again that are using on demand pay in their job postings. So then they're getting a residual effect, improving that reputation online with their employees via social media. Right. And again, uh, this is very low lift, but extremely beneficial to the employees. And I think also, you know, you think about adding earned wage access, it reduces absenteeism. People, when they work, they need money and they have that ability to get access to their earned wages in advance. It certainly reduces the need to, to call out, so to speak, Brian. Right. And, and mm -hmm. not show up for work that day. Yeah. And, and I think a third one, man, really is just, you know, flexible wellness programs. And what I've outlined are, are really all low cost things, right? right. You know, initiatives that an, an SMB, an enterprise, right, can implement. And when I, when I talk about flexible wellness programs, you know, maybe something as simple as flexible working hours, right? We were talking earlier, remote versus hybrid work environment, right? Mm -hmm. if, if you're stuck in a mindset of, man, my guy, my people got to come to the office. Well, you're going to struggle because, right. you know, we talked about it earlier. It's an employee's market and I think employees and business owners are seeing that we can get the same productivity. As long as I get the same productivity, I could care less oftentimes where that person is, is as long as they produce. And then I think another one is, is really kind of bubble gum and, and lollipops, I like to say, but, you know, de-stressing <laughs> activities. Right. I mean, it could be something as what you'd mentioned, a, a lunch and learn with a financial advisor. It could be a group that walks after work uh, at Zay Zune. We do, you know, we're 100% remote, Brian. However, we are very intentional about when we schedule and coordinate activities to get our colleagues that work together together, that if it's business, it's business. But if it's non-social and de-stressing, we are intentional about that and make sure that, right, we don't talk business during that call. I think those are some things, you know, when, when HR teams step back and take a look that, that are, can be really impactful and apply today. Mm. Now, I think you made a couple of great points there. The flexible working hours, I think, is, is just a, a huge benefit for organizations and just allowing people to, to work at their pace and work as their schedules allow them to at some point. And I think on-demand pay and recruiting, I think that's just a, a great point that can attract the talent that you need to grow your organization. I think that just, those are two things. You're right. They're easy lifts. I think that organizations can start doing that right away and put those into into place. I think those are two really, really good points there. Yeah. And, and I was going to add, yeah, no, that, that on-demand pay, I think is critical for the fact that there's been so much change over the past, I mean, man, let's just say this year, but you took go back three years, right? 
But the one thing that really hasn't changed in, in payroll is the weekly, bi-weekly, semi-monthly, <laughs> monthly pay schedule, right? You're Brian, right, so, right. And I think you you compare that to folks getting into the gig economy and they can make money, work and earn money on demand. So I, I certainly see uh, more employers, right, opening their mind to that mindset to allow their employees, again, to, to get those funds immediately rather than waiting for a predetermined pay schedule. No, absolutely. This may not be a financial wellness question, but I always like to ask it when I have you know, HR professionals on because I kind of want to fast forward maybe five, six, seven years. And it's always interesting to see perspectives like as you kind of look into the future with HR related, it could be, you know, fintech, but what trends do you see? You know, what, what are we talking about, say, five, 10 years from now in the HR world? Use your best uh, guesstimate as to what you think some of the topics are going to be. I know I'm kind of surprising you with this yeah. question, <laughs> but I think it's, but I'd like to ask it. It really interests me when I hear different professionals and experts come on and talk about, because the world is just changing so rapidly. And I'm just very interested to see what your opinion is on that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I'll look at it from two ways, Brian. I'll look at it from HR tech and then, you know, maybe a payments by perspective. So I think about that, about HR, I really, I'm thinking, you know, five years out, think the hybrid model will continue to explode and mm -hmm. there will be more options for employees to get into hybrid, utilize hybrid within their job. And I think more employers will look at it as a commonplace, right? Everything we've learned since, you know, what, 2020, 2019 with mm -hmm. virtual meetings, right? You know, home office, home office technology, equipment, software that monitors employees when they work hybridly, right? Oh, I, sure. I think, yeah, we're going to see more of that and more companies embracing that as a way of doing business. I like the fact that today I could, as a business development exec, I can hop on a train, a plane and go travel and meet somebody in face-to-face. -face, but at the same token, if that person doesn't want to, hey, that's okay. We can set up a virtual meeting, right, via video conferencing and have that call and be just as productive as we were face-to-face. -face. Right. Yeah. Right. right. So I, I see, you know, taking all these things that we're learning and, and continuing to enhance them and evolve them. I think on-demand pay is certainly here to stay. I've had a conversation with a friend. Well, what do you think if a business goes to being able to process payroll every day? Hey, that, that would be awesome if a business could do that. I think we have a lot of work to do. I think right today, if we tried that, it would be administrative nightmare, as well as, you know, hard for the balance sheet as well when it comes to, you know, having those funds to pay folks every day. But I think all-demand pay is here to stay. And, and again, I, I feel that it's going to make its way into the benefits sector as well. Kind of as you and I were talking, pet insurance when it comes to benefits, you know, those oh, voluntary sure. benefits, AFLAC, right? on-demand pay is one of those tools that can be, you know, delivered as a voluntary benefit to employees. And then I, I think, you know, DEI initiatives, Brian, you know, I, I think that's here to stay from when working in fintechs, it's nothing but diversity. To me, that's one of the reasons I see, you know, fintechs growing so rapidly and doing so many phenomenal things just because of the diversity that they bring to the table with individuals. So I see diversity becoming more ingrained in our employers and this country in general. Mm. And then, you know, I'll wrap it up, Brian, you know, just put in a bow on that. And that's in HR, but I think payments, right, has always been in HR. But when you think about payments, I, I look at real-time payments. And I think it's here today because 
with early wage access, employees, when they take an advance with us, they can get their money instantly, right? 365 days a year, seven days a week in their bank account, right? They could be standing at the line in a store, they could take the advance and it will be in their bank account within you know, two minutes so that they could spend that. I bring that up from a fintech perspective on the future because payroll, traditional was just ACH, but at the end of the day, those are simply where their payments, right? <laughs> We're paying right. our workers. And similar to the way real-time payments are making their way into the SMB business model, right? Helping with cash flow helping paying vendors, helping create a more efficient supply chain. I see those real-time payments making their way into, as they already have through early wage access, right? But I see them making their way more into the payroll space, you know, real-time payments, virtual wallets, right? Access to more, maybe challenger bank accounts. So I see, you know, what's going on today is just probably the tip of the iceberg, Brian, of, of what we're going to be seeing five, six, seven years from now. Fantastic answer. That was that was great. So I, I think Scott, this is a good segue to jump into the fun questions. Not that those were fun, but these are <laughs> no <doubt>. these are <laughs> fun questions that we ask all our guests to come on. But I know you talked a little bit about it. But talk, how did you get into your current role at Zazun? Yeah, yeah. You, you know, as, as I thought about this question, Brian, I was like, man, you know, it it, it took me 15 years to get here. But you know, as I as I think about life, maybe it took me 49 years because that's an age, <laughs> right? Right, right. <laughs> But, but no, it, it really did. Just again, getting my start in payroll, but the story I share, I started during the, I was working in TV, radio, advertising, right? For a commercial newswire back in the early 2000s. Okay. And it was right before the bubble bust, that first tech bubble bust. And, and I was talking to a mentor and I was trying to figure out what direction I wanted to go. And, and he suggested, hey, you ever thought about payroll? Because, you know, payroll is really recession proof. Whether it's a good economy, a, a bad economy, people have to get paid. And right. obviously, I took his wisdom. And 15 years later, I'm here today. My course deviated, but never went far from payroll, right, Brian? You know, similar, sure. I think you mentioned your brother. I, I uh, Being in New York, I, I took the time to get licensed in, in health and life because you get right in payroll, we navigate a lot around a lot of brokers. And and really see the value and in, in what benefits you know health benefits can do to an employer and it interests me so I, I got my teeth cut there as well went over to a fintech you know just very interested in what's this fintech thing and i had a friend that started a, a fintech that paid contract 1099 contractors so i went over there and, and learned about payments right so right. i say 15 years really because today the seat i sit is a combination of payroll payments and HR, and I have a, a great understanding of all three of those. So I'll say an awesome place to be today, but a very wound about course that I took to get here. <laughs> yeah, like a triple threat there with all those. For sure. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. That's fantastic. If, hey, if, if I could sing and dance <laughs> and uh, tell jokes too, I, I would have that sixth one, you know? We'll have to do a separate episode for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, so, Scott, what misconceptions do you think people have about human resources industry? That's a good one. I think I, I go back, you know, I go back some time and this and this seed was planted in me. HR isn't strategic. They're, they're reactive. But the longer I've been in this role, man, that, that is far from the case. Or I should say at least the, the HR professionals that I've engaged with, right? From the outside, people may believe HR is filling out paperwork, hiring people, firing people, completing employee contracts, or you get a phone call from HR, uh-oh, I'm in trouble, so to speak, right? But I, I, that's a 
ginormous misconception because, you know, when I engage with HR professionals, whether it be with technology or payments, they are very much strategic in how they look at the technology, look at the solution, because again, the number one asset of any organization, the number one most important asset is their employees, right? And and productive employees will inherently, right, increase that bottom line. So just pulling back the covers of HR and, and being intimately involved and engaging with them on a regular basis, yeah, that HR is super strategic. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I think that's a, that's a fantastic answer. Yeah. And then what is the most recent HR or it could be business-related book or yeah. podcast that you would recommend to others? Yeah, I, I'm still trying to find a <laughs> podcast series that engages me that I want to listen to. But I think I might have found one in True Pay, Brian, right? <laughs> I, I listened back at a lot of the ones that you've done. And, and man, you guys have put out some great content. So this is good for me in two ways, right? Might have found a podcast I, I can listen to. So you know, I, I appreciate that. But so there is a book that I read. I took a leadership course once. And there was a book that we had to read, and it was called Boundaries for Leaders. Okay. And it's by Dr. Henry Cloud. Are you familiar with that one? I am. Love Dr. Cloud. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Me me too. Not only is he about business, he has a faith-based background also. Mm -hmm. Mm, He does. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. and And I'm a big believer in the intersection of business and I think business and faith and yes. our work ethic and, and what we do and how we do it and who we do it for, Brian, right? Right. So so this book was very instrumental for me in just looking at how I lead others when I do, but I think more importantly, right, how I lead myself, because leading myself inherently is going to lead other people. Mm, great answer. Yeah. This is kind of a fun question here at the end as we wrap up, but yeah. we know that the two letters HR... Yeah. for the words human resources, but if yeah. they had to be short for two other words, but still have the same general connotation, yeah. what do you think those two letters would be short for? Oh my gosh. So th- this was a tough one, right? <laughs> I don't know what any of your other guests have done, but I even went to Google and did synonyms for, right? Oh, wow. and, and resources. That's just the kind of guy I am, you know? <laughs> But you know, and, I, and Brian, in all transparency, I couldn't find any words that work well. But two, I think that I've recognized here recently, you know, and I think more so in, in the fintech space is they're looking to change the name of human resources, right? And I'm sure you've seen this. Mm. Businesses not just calling it human resources anymore. And, and one that I've gravitated to and really kind of like is people, operations, and culture. Again, it's not your HR, but right. I have an affinity for that because I think, again, what is your number one ask? What makes you unique? You know, I I think it becomes kind of hokey, but we say our employees, but Dag Nabbit, that is really what makes you unique. And we can't do anything. Well, we can't do anything without the internet. I probably should say that first, right, Brian? But we can't do anything without, (laughs) we can't do anything without our people and our employees. I like people, operations, and culture because People operations is how do our people operate within our business? What are they doing? How are they doing it? How efficiently are they doing it? And then I think just in line with our people is the culture that that organization is creating, right? Culture is an agricultural word, growth, right? Planting, nurturing. What is that business doing for the culture of those employees or the people operations to make them the best that they can be, which again, right, makes that organization 
the best that it can be. So, you know, um, human resources, I, I think that's always going to be here, but I, I do like people, operations, and culture. I like that a lot. Yeah. Awesome. So Scott, maybe how can people in our audience learn more about you, reach you and get in touch with you if they want to learn more about ZayZoon as well? Oh yeah, man. So, you know, always the website, Z-A-Y-Z-O-O-N.com is where they can learn about our solution, our product and how simple and easy it is to get signed up. And I'm on LinkedIn, Brian, you know, I'm, I'm an open okay. networker. Yep. I, I Even throughout, right, this virtual world, I would just invite folks to have a virtual cup of coffee. So if, sure. if anyone wants to join my network, I, I think we're better because of others and I'm always open to learning from others. So you uh, can find me on LinkedIn. Scott Johnson is my profile and welcome to connect. Awesome. Well, thank you to Scott Johnson for joining us today. And thank you to everyone who listened or watched our discussion as we hope you'll be back again. If you have any suggested topics or guests for future episodes, or if you'd like to be a guest yourself, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us directly at inspiredinsights at trupe.com.